Hello, this is Jonathan Zapp of ZappOracle.com, and this is a brief podcast of what was originally a journal entry, and it's called Adhesions and the Timelines of the Unconscious. And I'm specifying that it's a journal entry because probably this topic uh, could use much more thorough treatment, but sometimes it's good to get a, a brief once over. And also, when I write for myself, I tend to do so in a highly dense manner, but I hope this will still be accessible because it relates to a phenomenon that affects most of our lives. This was originally written in uh, 2006. It was revised a little bit in 2008 with some editing by Austin Iredell. Emotionally intense experiences, life phases, and relationships tend to form timelines that continue in the unconscious, and sometimes these alternate timelines can enrich the soul, and other times they can divert massive amounts of psychic energy away from our being fully engaged with the present. Last night's dream was a variation on a dream I've had many times before, where there seems to be an extremely emotionally charged recapitulation of the timeline related to my teaching on Long Island, from which I departed in 1995, and also my teaching in the South Bronx, but it tends to be more the last eight years around Long Island. The details are hard to convey, and if language would not seem to justify the emotional intensity. That particular year, 1995, was such a huge bifurcation for me, and my call to adventure involved genuine sacrifices that continued to reverberate. I gave up both complete economic security and also daily work with kids. But this choice was one that absolutely had to be made, and when these dreams occur, it feels like I am experiencing both the pain of the sacrifice and also the pain that would have been involved had I continued on that timeline, pain that seems in dream time to have a momentum toward tragic outcomes, a timeline where I miss my destiny. It appears that the life I led had built up so much psychic momentum that it continues to create its own emotionally charged timeline um, in the dream time, even though... Uh, even though in June it will be 13 years since I have left it in the waking life. And that's now up to 18 years, but I still have dreams about it. Intuition is guiding me in a different direction now, though, asking me where the emotion of the dream is trying to take me. It seems to be showing me an image of the past timeline and past desires, as though they are adhesions, like the little strings of connective tissue that constrict flexibility of the body constricting the expansion of my soul. As I realize this, I can feel some of these adhesions being torn away. As they begin to release, I experience an intensity of catharsis that seems a lesser version of what some near-death experiencers report about the life review. The dreams are exposing emotional adhesions that can keep me from fully bonding to this timeline, from fully embracing the present moment keeping me in a disassociated state as energy is diverted into maintaining other timelines in the unconscious. And I remember I've had this experience where, where I'll go to some festival or I'll be camping out and then like the first night there I'll have a dream where I'm like back teaching and, and, and so forth and then I wake up and realize I'm in this fantastic new place and it's, it's sort of almost as if it's contrasting how much um, that the past remains incongruously when I'm in such an interesting future. The classic example of this is someone living one life while at the same time holding on to a lost romance or departed through death a significant other. 
they typically self-medicate and live only partially um, in the waking timeline as large parts of their energetic slash emotional bodies remain committed to a timeline that continues in the unconscious. The answer for me at least being highlighted by intuition is to allow tearing away of these adhesions so as to more fully bond to the present timeline. Adhesions to lost relationships can divert energy from relationships that are actually present. One reason why teaching maintains such persistent psychic momentum that its timeline continues in the unconscious is that it involves so many moments of vivid presence. Relating to kids, teaching a class of some 30 students, forces presence because there is so much psychic energy present that disassociation, except in the case of really bad teachers, is almost impossible. People who live a dissociated life, working in a cubicle, etc., may find that the timelines of high school, college, or military service, periods when they had more intense bonding to a group, continue and become a subject of nostalgic reverie or spontaneous recollection. Similarly, traumatic events like war trauma <clears throat> involve moments of such absolute presence and terror that they retain psychic momentum and their timeline continues in the unconscious, ready to erupt into the waking consciousness at moments of disassociation. So this is like PTSD. These sorts of visitations from the past are not likely to happen when highly present, say when you are engrossed in a conversation with someone, but are more likely to happen when alone, when in a twilight state, or in a state or a state of intoxication. Though, of course, with PTSD, it could be set off by, you know, firecrackers or, you know, a number of other causes. High-level fantasy writing and fiction writing in general involves the investment of emotional energy into a timeline that is not generated by the long shadow of sentimental attachment, but that is continued in the unconscious, erupting episodically into the conscious. Anne Rice, for example, went into an alcoholic depression when she lost her daughter. She came out of it by writing Interview with a Vampire. Energy from the timeline related to her lost child was diverted into intense fantasy timelines. For the creative person, energy needs to flow into alternate creative timelines. Conversely, what I call mind parasites prefer energy to remain fixed into stagnant timelines which generate negative energies they can feed on, like marrow remaining in an old bone. A poor diet feeds these corroded timelines because their low quality of vibration more readily accepts the low vibratory quality of inferior nourishment. This tendency can readily be readily illustrated by an example familiar to anyone. We have an old drunk at a bar, and at, certain, at a certain phase of his drunkenness, the present dissolves and he reminisces about emotionally charged events from the past. Eventually, the present audience dissolves into a blur as well, and whether anyone in a present timeline is engaged or not, he continues to live out these stagnant, emotionally charged timelines, interacting out loud with relationships that exist only in memory, etc. It is as if these timelines are like corroded arteries, but ones that actively accept the low-quality energy of drunkenness and stagnant sentimentality as better than the present timeline. So if, if, you're not, if you're not present with the present timeline, then the, the, the old timelines are like dry riverbeds that are going to accept whatever diminished life energy you have because you're used to focusing on those timelines. A kind of loyalty to these past timelines exists 
and the stagnant person. He is married to them and wants the metabolism that feeds these low-quality fires. The heightened energy that people feel when they fall in love or when the muse captivates them has so much greater intensity than usual because energy is flowing into a new and alive timeline and not being reabsorbed into old ones. For the average person, it is the interpersonal relationship that is the main thing that can magnetize energy into the present. Even so, the relationship will quickly become the new point of adhesion and old arteries will attach themselves so that the new relationship will begin to carry the baggage of past relationships and merge with the old timelines, as well as it having its own baggage in old timelines. Uh, the creative person is one of the, is one of the types um, able uh, to personify freed up energy capable of intense focus in the moment. This would be the creative person who can really give himself completely to the muse. Another example of a person with powerful, freed-up energy is a saint, someone like, say, the Dalai Lama, who is able to be intensely present when they encounter a soul. And often with the Dalai Lama, it might be some security guard or somebody that others aren't noticing. And this intensity is allowed by their not being sentimentally attached to just a few close relationships. Therefore, when they encounter a new person, this freed-up energy is able to sharply focus on that particular person and empathically focus while they are the subject of attention. And the person they encounter is likely to be deeply affected by this moment of presence. Of course, the average person will then form an adhesion to that moment of time when they met the saint or whatever, but will not internalize the lesson. He too can move towards such intensity of presence himself by freeing energy from adhesions so as to make it available in the present. Top flight athletes and others who can get into the zone are able to bring a dazzling focus to the present moment. It would be a mistake here to overstate the case because past timelines serve a purpose for the soul and the soul has its reasons that reason and principles of energetic efficiency know nothing of. For particular souls at particular life phases, for example, for example, uh, the very old who are doing a kind of life recapitulation while in the body, this may be where they need to go. Also, key relationships remain important to the soul even when the other has departed the body or is no longer available. These relationships continue as timelines, and in some cases, these relationships may even develop, evolve, and deepen without the physical presence of the other. Sometimes people can do creative things with the diversion of energy to past timelines. Perhaps the most famous example is Marcel Proust's masterwork, Remembrance of Things Past. The conscious individual has to discern for himself which past timelines are worth the maintenance costs of being left running in the present. Thank you so much for listening. This is Jonathan Zapp of zapporacle.com, signing off.